You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rishodar Isa. Of course, it's Erev Shabbos. It's also Shushan Purim. Purim and Eretz Yisrael. Of course, in Eretz Yisrael, it's already Oish Shushan Purim. But in our Machshavas, we could be there. And although we thought maybe today we would continue some of the levity and Simcha Sapurim, we have to really start, of course, Rabbi Yosef with the news that came out from Eretz Yisrael this morning. And it was still happening. And I just got a call from my nephew who told me that my grandnephew, who bears my father's name, he was such in, in such confusion, like many other Bachram and Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim, as the news spread of the Petira of the real Saratayra, the Goyen, the Godol Ador, the, the incredible, incredible Ish, ha, Ish Hatayra, Saratayra, uh, the, the venerated leader of, of, of Haredi Judaism, Rav Chaim, Kanievsky or Shmario, Yosef Chaim Kanievsky, we should say Zecher Tzadik, Kodesh Lebrocha. Uh, okay, we should stop you. We should stop you there. First yeah, of all, yeah. he, he was not. I mean, he was not a leader. He was a going idea of a nifla, and he didn't want to be a leader. And he was possibly didn't serve as a leader. And he had a tremendous amount of uh, of respect and honor because of his extraordinary uh, Torah. But not extraordinary. Was, out of the out of everybody else's league, Torah. Yeah, you can put, use as many adjectives as you want, but because they're all true. But that's not the point. The point is, AA was not a leader. He was a, he was. Then that's not his praise. His praise was he was Kulotera. And the second thing is, I don't. Uh, although you said, said the word Haredi, there could be that this will detract from the, the positive regard. Which people have, and I don't like the use of term Haredi in general, but certainly. You know what? Get it all out of me. It's fine. You know, look, it's all the. No, no, certainly, yeah. certainly, it's the call of Haredi. Well, look, the cholesterol diminishes him, diminishes him. Okay, whether uh, you don't have to tell me that. Look, I, I, I'm the one that. Uh, yeah, I just told you because you said it. I am saying because there are many people outside of what they call the Haredi box who don't look at the Rav Chaim and that they, his, his, unfortunately, the glory of who he is has been tarnished by others. But in terms of leadership, I agree with you. He did not look for a leadership position, but he was, people looked for his psalkim, for his members. He was placed there that we have to follow Rav Chaim. And he was turned into a leader, and he was a de facto leader. Whether that's what his rotsen was or not, I don't know. Did he see himself for Kavshach? Not uh, at all. Did he see himself as, 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 as I'm going to fight for this? No. He was not he that. He was Rebel Yashim either. I don't think he ever stood himself as a person. Rebel I didn't notice that in, in your nitpicking, I, I, and I'm happy I didn't call him a Paisic because he wasn't known as a Paisic. However, he did, he did call him a Paisic. I did not call him a poison. No? No, I didn't. Okay? Get your facts right, Beth Hopper. I and have to, we have to scroll back and see you. Okay. I have to scroll back. I didn't call him the Poise Kador. I called him the Godel, which is true. And in a way, he was almost beyond Psak. Yes, there were Psakim, they were issued from Rechaim, and you can find them everywhere, mostly in this form of the people who wrote him questions. And they have been generated in Alonim throughout. And clearly, many, many Hanogas that took on the power of the Psaq of Chaim were there. But Rav Chaim was, uh, in, in, he was Kulei Torah. And in a way, his Das, although he was very, very aware of, 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 of the mechanism of Psaq Halach in terms of 
the way it works, he was not a, the, the Pesach Hador the same way his father-in-law was. Yeah, uh, and, and yet, I would say Rebel Yoshev, Rebel Yoshev understood that he was involved in leadership issues much more than his son-in-law. Rebel Yoshev, I, I don't know if it was begrudgingly, Rebel Yoshev, I know from people who used to speak with him, uh, knew he had to get involved in many different areas of, of, of what we would call Hanhagas Hatzibur. And that's, that I think is for sure. I don't know. And uh, I know from people who he, who he was mazer to. But you're right. His son-in-law was not that way. Uh, in many ways, um, it was really after the death of Rebel Yoshev that his son-in-law, along with a sort of a, we have to tell people this, uh, sort of like a, a, a team with, with uh, another incredible guy in, in terms of his tzidkis, in terms of his learning, I think it was then that it was solidified the idea that this was where Misham uh, Yotzah But look, we have to, as as my nephew pointed out, they don't know what to feel. They don't know what to feel. This is a, a such a halal. Uh, somebody was here, I, you know, here at, and I have to tell you, of course, we're going to talk about our, our our friends here at A and H, who, as we know, on every year of Shabbos, allow us this. Incredible Zman to be able to talk. Uh, my the Mashkiach who, uh, who I come to take his place said to me, and he's a man already close to eighty years old. He said, "I am so shocked. I really thought that he was going to be the one to be uh, leading us to Mavaser Pnei Mashiach." Um, I don't know if, if if you had that regish or not, but I think I think many. People... I, I know many people have that regish. I, I'm I'm a bit. I, I don't feel that way because I don't think. Mashiach is coming anytime soon, unless Kali is so uh, up to tack, severe, uh, dramatically. So um, I had no expectations. But, you know, it, it, it took us back to 1986, um, you know, when you still had a lot of chutzpah, when Rav Moshe uh, was nifter. And you might remember at that period, there was also like, no, Rav Moshe can't die. Rav Moshe was, this, was, was such a seminal figure that uh, we felt, and, and the difference here, of course, was Rav Chaim, although he's been ill, you know, he was being cared for, I guess, at home. Uh, he had a stroke a number of years ago. But Rav Moshe's illness, which happened again in the Purim time, um, uh, you know, people were wondering, they were on eggshells, is Rav Moshe, but Rav Moshe will live, Rav Moshe is going to be the one to make out. And, and his death on Tainus Esther reverberated uh, in a sense of shock. At least, at least for me, and I know for many others of, of my age, um, and I think many people are feeling this today. We have to own up. Uh, me, you are a cynic. I'm old, but the point is, is that um, for many young people, the way Rav Chaim has been built up, this is a shock to their system. No, could be. And, could and, be. Yeah, because they're saying, okay, who's. Uh, and Rav Chaim, because he did fit the description so perfectly, it's like, how can he be gone? It's, it's like, okay, where's the where's the person that is, is, is the living safer Tera? Uh, and that's Moy Muvan Amila. And, and and that's I, I think there's going. I don't know if we're going to need psychologists to, to help people. I think there's going to be uh, it, the Claudius show is going to need Azman, and and whether it's the Haredi Chelik or not. Specifically or not, I think Klaus will need some zman to be Mishire. I, I, you know, look, what I would like to do with you today, and is to start off. Look, the the, the isn't going to be until Yom Rishon, so I'm sure. Not going to Shabbos. No, just going to wait till Sunday morning. You think it's going to happen right after Shabbos? Maybe. 
I mean, I mean, technically that's called Yom Rishon, but right, Leil Yom Rishon. I, I would assume it's going to be a, uh, a, 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 a huge amount of people, at least to rival uh, what, you know, probably the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of people in some way being Mishtatif in, in the Levi, I'm not sure. Um, but I think what we maybe could start off with, uh, you know, ants that we are, um, you know, gnats, ants, amoebas, whatever, compared to uh, to the the gedolim of, of 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 especially the godless what Rav Chaim was, um, maybe we should at least begin today to talk about the great contribution of Rav Chaim and how we can somehow start to be mashlimit and to and to be make him that we that we hope that we wished wouldn't happen. So why don't you start first? Well, I think that the, um, the the probably most people will consider his great contribution to Derech Emunah, which made which made a Mishnah I guess the issue was not done yet. Dafyomi uh, and Derech Emunah, but uh, no, you're the, wrong. Uh, no, you're wrong. Dershu actually has a program that they initiated as soon as the Shemitah year was to actually have Storm and Derech Emunah, and they came and had a photo op with Rav Chaim all about it. Um, uh, they, they did not issue the beautiful, I bought it because I jumped at it right away when I saw it. They reissued the Derech Hamun and Hilchah to the Yoivo, but it was actually part of the Dirshu uh, umbrella, was to actually learn Derech Hamun. Baruch Hashem. Think, think of everything. Okay. So, um, but that Derech Hamun clearly was uh, a, and uh, so we now that Dirshu recognizes as such a very, very uh, significant uh, 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 contribution to Kaiso. You no, know, we had the past of Shulchan was probably before that the more, the more, the most um, yeah. widely. But yeah, it's okay. nowhere near there. It's not the same thing. Yeah, go on. Look, Rabbi Yisrael Sklov, I mean, obviously, a tremendous Marmakaymas written by kids or Nimrods, but the Behiros, the Clarkite, the Derech Amuna, it's a towering, it's magnificent, it's, it's incredible. Incredible, really. And our good friends at Art Scroll that we both work for in some shape or fashion, you much more than me, have really relied on it. And I know you don't look there because you don't need Art Scroll for your beer or your shalmi. And we'll get to that in a second. But besides his, his beer and show, which I know you want to talk about, Art Scroll consistently quotes in their notes that they're a chamuna, like almost as pshat poshit. So it really has, uh, you know, jumped everywhere. And there are there are definitely questions that there are you don't see anywhere else. Some of them are are just poshidazachin. Others are mavila arayan in terms of, of of his bikiyas. And the fact, look, it's the place to go for seder zroyim and the rambam. And um, and and I, there's and it, it's it's obviously I would say it's already a classic. There's no question about it. When you go to Barilan, let, let me say it better. The Barilan, I don't know if you use the Barilan um, uh, right, database. Really. What? Not know. regularly. Yes, of course not. You don't need anything. You are the. You, you don't no, need I, use, I use DBS. Yeah, okay. You don't need anything. Anyway, if you go to the Barilan database, the in the Rambam in Sefer in Seder Zroyim, the Aleph's in the base. In other words, the main place to look for the footnotes in the Rambam is the Derech Hamuna. <laughs> so they have actually been Mishalev on on on, on Barilan the Derech Hamuna as to go hand in hand with the Limit Rambam plus the Beir Alachos. I mean. Again, to, it isn't just oh, this is a great from safer. We gotta we gotta learn it. Oh, the the Godel wrote it. It's really I, I think it it it, it's, it breaks all boundaries 
uh, as, as, as a safer. But yeah, go ahead. But you're, oh, let's let the- well, Also, I think that, the, the, although it doesn't get enough credit, maybe, maybe because the issue hasn't adop- adopted, or maybe you tell me that you did, uh, the Shona the Halachas was a very, very, pro, I, don't, uh, pro, uh, I don't know, I think it's underutilized. I, don't I agree, and I have used it to, for years because I give shiurim in Mishnah Bura for the last 10 years. And often when I feel, and you've talked about it in, in our program that got a, a nice bit of uh, pushback against you and against me about our machlikas, about the Mishnah Bura and the Archashulchan, uh, one way that a Magid Shir can really help himself if he's giving a shir in Mishnah Bura is to actually chazer the Shoyna Lochis where you're going to see the, the inyonim being clarified and done also many times, and I think this is what you're alluding to, although you're not saying it, that he, or HaShulchan like, he sometimes changes the Seder of the Halochis. He'll, he'll organize it more uh, analytically. What's incredible about the Seder is that unlike people like you and me, who everything we do, we have to put with a tremendous amount of fanfare of how great it is. You read the Hagdom and the Shreina Loch, and say, yeah, I didn't do much over here. I just wanted this to be something for people to chazer over with the Pesachim and the Chazanish. But really, it is a very important work. And uh, especially, again, if you're giving Shear or you want to review the Mishnah Bura, he gets the point. So it is, yes, uh, three volumes. And he mastered, I think, um, economy of, of writing. He, he has a gift, you know, he has a gift of economy of writing that others don't have. Um, it's not always apparent, right. but you can see it, that he is not, somehow he yarshin. I don't think his father has it, by the way. The stipler himself did, did not have his son's kishreinus in writing. Yeah, but they're different than the house. The stipler no, I understand. I understand. But still, there's something about Rav Chaim, and maybe that's why he loved so much writing these little, <laughs> these little two or three word uh, answers. Because he had he, and, and part of it, I would say, Rav Chaim is it's it's about zman. It's about knowing how to write traditionally to go on to the next thing. But also, you know, like the Nitziv writes and the famous Marshall about um, about the about the flies and the honey when he talks about the fact that you do want to be able to. You know what? Look, you don't have to spoon fade everything. You don't have to be Myrach. You say the idea, okay, let the guy come back two or three times. Oh, that was the perfect way to write it. So yes, the Shoyna Lochas, yes. Go ahead. By the way, what you just mentioned about his answers, that's a tremendous... What's going to do for Chesed? Obviously, he's cool, cool, and learning. But the fact that he answered for years all these postcards, which he was sent, you know, it's tremendous. They didn't have to do that it was tremendous chess on his part that he was mockery to answer every people anybody who asked him question. It's very powerful. I very powerful. I was very uh, impressed by that. Um, I mean, I barely answer any e- 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 emails. I guess, and he answered uh, every little postcard he got. Yes, yes, it is very fat, and I think there's some story behind it why he decided to do it that way. Um, and I'll tell you an- another thing. A lot of in this forum, he writes, don't be saying, I'm just writing you back. I mean, we've talked about it on the show, how his, these answers have become the basis of Svarim. And he didn't mean it. You know, people could say Rav Moshe didn't mean it. You know, I don't rely on me, I'm sock. But Rav Moshe has very long, well-reasoned out ideas. I'm not saying Rav Moshe didn't mean it. 
But Rav Chaim did mean it, right? Rav Chaim did mean it. And, and of course, this is, I think, one of the dangers that's going to occur. I think, you know, in, in Rav Chaim's absence, I think we're going, we're, there's going to be a clarion call for every little scrap of paper is going to come out. And I think we're going to have a shtickle baholo as far as that goes. I, let, let me go to the shoe that you were going to say about as, as we were, as I was driving here to, to A&H, which, of course, is the purveyor for Pesach, as you know, of some of the best uh, kosher provisions that are possible to really eat. Um, if those of you, you know, if, if you had a great Purim suit and you were Tayyim Tam Bosser, you realize that A&H is there. We've been ready for three months already with Pesach production that is incredible. All the wonderful products, you know, that are available throughout the year are all kosher Pesach, Mahadrim and Mahadrim, not Shash Kitni as And as I always say, that you can have the incredible succulent taste of A&H but as I was driving here today, I know that Rabbi Yosef, um, had, you, you were talking about how much you're makir tov, because we know Rav Chaim, of course, learned everything. Similar to our own Sarah Teiri here, who has storm to finish us in a year, Rav Chaim finished it many times during the year, and he finished Yerushalmi's, and he gave Shurim and Yerushalmi, and the Talmudim were able to tape his Yerushalmi Shurim, and they were able to generate from those tapes a beer maspic on the Yerushalmi, which has now been printed. It, it came out at sep- a separate contrasim, I think, in the 1990s. It's available, most of them are available on Hebrew books. And Oizvahodar, the new Oizvahodar Yerushalmi, which I have a volume with me here today, Yerushalmi Trumas, which I'm learning now, is uh, adorned with the beer Rachak. And as, as Rabbi Yosef knows, it is, once again, economy of Dibur, also with Glatkite, because you know, you? the Yerushalmi is, is, is sometimes, uh, um, it's not mind-numbing, but it's so frustrating. Where's the psik? Where's the stop? What's this kasha? And, and Rav Chaim is able, I would say, even better than, look, better than the, the I always get his name, Karawisov, the Rav that told us Yitzchok, right? Who, uh, Tura, yeah. What? Again, I told us Yitzchok or the Tuna, uh, right? Who also is very good. Uh, you're, of course, a big fan of um, of that Alta beer, right? The, the, what was that? The one that you liked? The Mashbiach, Mashbiach from right? But I would say Rav Chaim's, Rav Chaim, whoever put it together did a great job. No? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it is an amazing, especially Kilain is incredible. You know, David Krunglass writes in his Akadama to a Sefer, I forgot the name of the Sefer, Dibri David, I think, that he wanted, he tried to learn Yushami while he was in Shanghai. And he learned this, that, the other thing, but he, he was not Matsuyach in Kiwain. I just, okay, good. I, I'm happy I followed in his path because I got to Chelek, I got to Perikei, uh, and, 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 and I stopped. And we still can go back and do it. We then we jump to Shvius. Klaim is okay. Klaim is the <laughs> I promise it's the Yushalmi. Promise or the Erevin of the Bavli. It is Klaim and Yushalmi is very tough. And it's so, so I have, I'm embarrassed to say that I had no difficulty with Klaim because I was using the beer of Klaim Kanievsky, and everything he says is very glad, and he has excellent uh, drawings as well. Right. Um, Climb is definitely, you know, like, I'm getting back to it. Although Perak Tess is Gishma, because that gets back to, um, Perak Tess gets back into, 
that gets back into. Uh, um, uh, As I say, Arabic psachim is uh, the. Hi, the yeah, with very Perik test is gets gets. It's a much easier, much easier ride. Um, but Enochanami, Rav Chaim's, which really goes to show you that it really depends. There are Talmidim, uh, Rav Yavrov and others who have really, with Rav Chaim's incredible longevity, have really made a career out of uh, uh, distilling Rav Chaim's status. We have, look, the, 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 um, the, the, um, the Siach that comes out. It's a nice little alone where you get a little bit of a potpourri of stuff. But you also... It's yeah. interesting, you know, I know I, I, you can really pinpoint when Rukhaim was no longer um, being Mikafkeit, why when the Dibre Siach had to resort to other Gdolim. Uh-huh. Last few months, last few months, they've had a Mador of other Gdolim. Uh-huh. I haven't been printing it out lately, but I did use it and um, again, there are Rav Chaim has. A, a, I don't know how many of them are in the mishpacha itself, um, but I think that there are. There were many uh, people close to Rav Chaim that I think. I would say again, we would have to be Saimacham. They did a great job distilling Rav Chaim's Torah, uh, and and also I would say a better thing than that, which is also when Dirshu does this as well. I think they do a, a decent job in this of uh, being mishalit Rav Chaim with everybody else yes in other words if you look at the if you look in the moisiki adirshu they don't they also i think are able to find the places where rahim place it though he wasn't it's important to see uh i also would want i i think if you go on and you enjoy yourself you can find real for example there's they printed the letters from rebel yoshev to rahim when he was a bocher going out with Bacheva, going out, I don't know, but they were getting ready to get married. Yeah, they weren't they weren't walking around Tel Aviv bars. I mean, they were having they right, but but they were going out, and they were still not married. And the way and, and the incredible respect Rav Yoshev had for this very young man at that point, you know, he was only twenty something when they got married, and uh, you can see the. I think everybody uh, in Levine made the shidduch. Okay, we'd have to right, check. correctly, but we'd have to check that out. It's possible. Yeah. I can tell you that um, the violin yeah. game was trimal is a gift. Yeah, I can tell you that there is the, the letters are Givaldic, and he already calls them a Rav Agoyin, but you can see how how they talk to each other and how uh, Rav Chaim's letters to Rebel Yoshev. Um, it really is. I, I think when people write the history of of uh, of Adams and Schwer's, it's really going to stand as a very classic relationship. The the type of hachno Rav Chaim had to Rav Yoshev, the tremendous haroch Rav Yoshev had uh, to Rav Chaim. The fact that they didn't even see each other that often, one in being in Yerushalayim, one being in Bnei Brak, and still having this type of avin chavivas to the family, it really is. If you if if you really want to humanize Rav Chaim, that that's I think a place to go. Plus, you can get a, a lot of of, of his Torah. Um, let, 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 let's be a little bit cynical now and then put up a hope for the positive in the future. Um, look, there's no question about it. Me and you have been on record, you and I have been on record here about how mishandled he was, how uh, the people around him allowed him to sort of speak for what Dostoyer was. And even though it probably ended up 
causing people like Slifkin and others uh, to start being matil, uh, you know, ashma uh, on, on Rav Chaim. He clearly was being handled. And I, I, I'm talking about Rabbi Avrov and others who wrote the, these things. I'm talking about these psokim, these two-line letters, uh, these two these lines that would come out. Um, what was interesting, of course, was the handwriting many times was clearer than the than the um, than the uh, chasima than the than the actual autograph of his name, uh, which really lends itself to suspicion that maybe his the people around him had, in a way, just written and he said, "Okay, is that what it says? I'll sign it. I'm saying on you." So, and I think that he has been, he was disserved. We talked about COVID. I, I almost, you know, I plotted when I saw the fact that as the COVID was raging, uh, he's giving haskamas on the type of matzah, whatever it is. They did him a disservice. The Mishpacha loved him, but I, I, I think that there was a misuse of, of Rav Chaim. Uh, do you agree? Of course, every Rav Chaim, this story, which I heard when I was in Shalvim, so it goes back 40 some odd years ago, that uh, the once Rav Chaim was at a um, rabbinical conference about something, a good conference about somebody, and uh, the Chaim stood up and said, you know, we have to get uh, get rid of this golden Meir. She's terrible for Klai Yisrael. Everything she does is against Tara. And his father, Stipo, said, sit down. She's been dead for years already. So, um, so the uh, so I don't, the story. I don't know if it's true, but it, it's the stiper was Mufka, and that's when people said when the stiper has they came out with controversial statements in the uh, name of the stiper. So I tried to explain to everybody that he was Mufka from all this. He doesn't uh, none of this concern him. And of course, if somebody told him this, he'd say, "Oh yeah, terrible." Is this something that made, made, because he was not t- uh, uh, in touch with this world. In that way, so therefore, um, yes, obviously, a person like that can be used. In so you're saying that uh, if the stiper has to be mochiach, his son, that 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 if the stiper who was so much mufka from the veld, Rav Chaim right. is less mufka. It was more mufka. That's the point, right? That's in the good of the story, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, look, and 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 the uh, the which really go, again shows you the person who there. It's Taira and Rav Chaim cannot be separated. But we know in terms of uh, of the of, of making hachros in schools and in, in, in communal policy, um, this is something where it would seem Rav Chaim, um, you know, you, the, the psak, if it was a psak, needed to be funneled to him with a great amount, well, much more information than it was, and whether it's those 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 mimaric, those letters. Of, of condemnation of things were forged or not, I leave it to others to discover. But clearly, this was not a this was not a place where Chaim uh, should be in. Uh, unfortunately, he was to the detriment, I think, of of many many other rabbonim, and it's something which I think people will, uh, when they start thinking about this, I think people will 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 come to terms. But what I guess what I'm going to say is, there's some people who have just lost some power right now and we'll see how they uh coalesce around to somehow keep this power it's 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 a it, why we should even be talking about power of someone who was so alien to anything except Tyra. it's unfortunate but that's 
really the reality, and I think to, to speak any differently would be wrong. But let's go to Dovertoiv. Um, is it Shaykh? I mean, we're talking about base Medershal Kvoroi. Rav Chaim, when he was a young fellow in Kailul Chazanish, as you said before, the stipend he learned very different, and so did all the other Hevra that were in there. Now, Chacham Avadi was there for a little while, and supposedly, according to Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, was also the one who everybody came to from Armaklamus. But Rav Chaim was doing stuff that was completely different. He was learning different in Yonim. Um, supposedly, Rav Michalevkovich and others had said that he's going to be different and we're going to need him. And Sniper supposedly says that. But he was definitely in areas that nobody else uh, was learning or had Shlita in. As far as far as the Mesechlis Katanas, which are, you know. It's one of the first farm I bought yeah. when, was yeah. when I was yeah. learning Kedushin. That was one of the first farm I bought from Rav Chaim. I didn't know who wrote it. All I knew was I wanted to say from Masech to Zavad. I was happy that the, the Bryce and Melechus HaMishkan came along with it. I said, okay, that looks pretty cool too. I'll get that. And the Biurim, tremendous. Um, but but the, uh, he was very proud of the Sefer, uh, Nachal Eitan, which is on, uh, on Egla Rufa, which, you know, and he felt, and he writes there, well, it's 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 a, it's a field that's muznach. I'm happy. I really feel a schus to be able uh, to write in these areas. So I guess here's where we're at. Uh, is it who can be mashlim? Um, it, maybe with all the computer energies and powers and machonim, but but is it shayach to 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 be hoylech bedarkai? Is it shayach? I mean this seriously. I'm not being cynical. Is it shayach? Was again we talked about Shlomo Fisher and his his, his hekif. But again, Aloy Tmurose is, 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 is an understatement. Yeah, I, I listen, since we, we I, I think you only will find somebody like that in Eretz Yisrael, and so we don't know exactly for what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. It's quite possible that there are a dozen, not necessarily replying Kanievskis, but a dozen people of tremendous Kishwainas or Nechbalakayan or haven't yet been uh, you know, brought out into the open. I would like to think that. I don't know if it's true, but I, you know, Ramani Slow, hopefully there are people who are, in fact, Krocha uh, Kulebe, who we, because uh, we live in Tumas Chutzlarts, haven't heard about. Yeah, well, the question is will they be able to be, you know, uh, venerated in the same way, Rav Chaim? Yeah, Rav Chaim, again, besides the fact he was so unique in terms of his ideas and Hekef, Okolote Rakula, et cetera. Um, the um, uh, he he had uh, what what we now call rabbinic aristocracy. Even before he married uh, Rabbi Yosef's daughter, he was the nephew of the Chazanish. He was the Steinberg's son, cousins with Rabbi Sinkarevitz. I mean, there was what, and and I think that's what allowed. And it's unfortunate, but I don't think somebody's going to come out of. There's not going to be Rafsadia going coming out of. Fiumi, you know, to to become the it will chora, right? I mean, it, it, it's very Rav Chaim had a little bit of an easier path because of who he was uh, to 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 ascend. I, I think there's still uh, his nagdus to just be a meritocracy. It it, it seems that something it's going to be dependent on somewhere in the mishpacha. I don't know who in the mishpacha. It's not going to look. Let's be honest. We haven't seen anything like that from Rav Chaim's children or grandchildren, right? Right. They've been, they've helped, they've been disseminators, but you, you haven't seen anything similar to that. Um, again, you know, you, you do have 
his brother-in-law, who we've talked about, who I think is a very important person in Klai Yisrael, but come on, you know, Reb Zilberstein is Reb Zilberstein. No, Tzushta whatsoever. Of course not. You can't even mention them in the same breath. And Reb Zilberstein would probably say that right away. But, but again, you know, it was, it, it, again, you have, you have, you do have from the Arabachs. Again, it, it, it's, it sounds like we don't know who the heir apparent is, is what I'm saying. And uh, I think there's going to be some thinking about this. There's going to be some, uh, I, 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 it would be horrible to think that there's going to be some muscling to decide. I, what I would say is from the risk of point of view is that we want our listeners. And by the way, uh, I was very happy that we got close to a thousand downloads on our um, super soul party, uh, which we did about a month ago on Purim. And uh, so we have to, you know, we were really thankful that people are not which only that thousand, which? the one we did about the Chabad super soul parties and our recommendations for Perushim and Megillah Esther. Okay. So, look, what we would say, look, if you, obviously, you, you, you have various amounts of respect for Rabbi Bechaffer and myself, uh, but I think both of us would encourage, especially during this week and during this, this month as we get ready for, for you know, Shlesh Mekayna Machag, uh, to, to learn Tadras of Reb Chaim, to really come... Wonders are going to have a God of Reb Chaim out before Pesach. <laughs> I see. Yeah, there's probably, probably. I'm sure, look... Unfortunately, it's almost like the obit section in the New York Times. You know what I'm saying? You know they have they. I'm not. They have stuff. They're, they're, believe me, right. people are generating stuff. Right. What, I, what, what I would say, and it's already obviously people. Oh, we well, we really have to end with Reb Chaim's amazing novel. You know, and he and his favorite point of view folks. I never went to visit him, but you know, I don't think his stripes were ever small, and. Uh, the, the pictures. <laughs> Let me put it this way: the Stiper seemed to be in a state of avoida to me. This he seemed to be in right. a state like he was. He was. He was. And they say it was machzich deaf. He really wasn't deaf. That he was, you know. They say the story of Chaim Kreisler came in. I don't. It's true, not true. Chaim Kreisler once came into the Stiper and he said, "I know you. You. I know you're not deaf, and you know you're not deaf, and I'm going to speak to you in learning." So I don't know if it's true. It's true story is true or not true, but. Yeah, but uh, right. he was yeah. but, but, but I would say is if, if if our young listeners are looking for a place to jump on, if it's not going to be Dera Hamuna, what I would say is a good place to jump on is the time of the crow. The time of the crow is Gishmak. I can't say it's as good as the big day sheish, but I can tell you that it is a place that that you can find really and you don't have to and again the economy of Dibor. He has Gishmak Azakan over there, and you can see this was let me say it better. This was this was his things that he thought about on the way out, back out of the base medrash, go walking home. You know what I'm saying? This was not what he was being mashkiyed. But you know, obviously, when you know when you're thinking, so here are machshavas that he has on Tanakh on on Chumash. Get yourself a time in the crow. You can get you can get something on Hebrew books. Learn it, Hevra. Look, realize. Don't just say Sarah Taira. Recognize what the Taira that Sar. Represented, and I think that would be a great mismedrashavari. We should only have Rabbi Sai, That's about it. We'll catch you again in our new Erev Shabbos format for a couple of weeks before we put uh, season four to bed, right, Rabbi Yisim? Because we can't give you too much. Yeah. Yes. All right. Take everybody. Yeah. Take everybody. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.